You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. This episode is made possible by Oklahoma Medicine. We really enjoy the lavender and eucalyptus topical one-to-one salves, and they are such a staple product for us. I literally use their salve for everything, like my lower back, bug bites, shoulder pain, rashes, and so many other things. My favorite use for the salve is for my feet on a really long workday. And having my massage therapist rub it into my sore shoulders. That sounds so bombsaw. But if you guys haven't tried their salve, we highly recommend it. There's more than one use for it. And the tub literally lasts forever. Retweet. Now, let's get back to the episode. Today, as part of our industry, wow, industry leader series, we are interviewing a woman who's made a name for herself in the cannabis industry amongst a ton of men. She works with some renowned cannabis companies and she's making waves here in Oklahoma. We are so thrilled today to be speaking with Carrie from Top Tree. So guys, please welcome Carrie to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Carrie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for just taking time out of your day to make this call with us and do an interview with us and just to be here to talk about all things cannabis. Oh yeah, no, I'm always um, happy to support, you know, other strong women in the in the space. So yeah. thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, Carrie. Um, let's just dive right in and tell us a little bit about where your cannabis journey began. Um, I was 13 years old in a chicken coop with my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but, um, you know, I guess I was doing a lot of self, self self-medicating without knowing I was Mm self-medicating. Um, and you know, I've kind of told the story before, but when I was in seventh grade, I wrote and had this big speech and paper about how, and this was in St. George, Kansas. Like I graduated with 43 people and. Oh, I said, uh, wow. I'm going to, my, my grandma, my aunt and everybody, they're from Colorado. So I said, I'm going to move to Colorado and I'm going to get in the medical marijuana field and I'm going to save lives. And wow. I, in the seventh grade? In the seventh grade. That is wow. so cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 33 now. So it just kind of gives you like a perspective yeah. on like what my mindset was even then. But I knew, you know, I saw a lot of people in that area who were kind of damaging their bodies with, you know, alcohol and other hard drugs. And, you know, I was always kind of confused why marijuana was always on that list of no-nos, mm-hmm. right? Because, yes. I mean, I didn't get hungover and I didn't, you know, I felt like I was a better version of myself. So, um, you know, fast forward, I did move to Colorado. Um uh, as an adult and I got into the, the health space and then, um, my, my boss died and I really, uh, you know, I went to go get my medical marijuana card and I was, it was just this guy and a doctor and I was like, let me help you grow this business. I've grown other businesses before, like, you know, obviously I'm a huge advocate of cannabis. And so, I don't know, we just clicked and the next day I started growing his, um, you know, this, this medical, one of the first medical marijuana doctor's offices in Colorado. Wow. Um, that's so cool. That is neat. And how old yeah, were you when you did this? I was 20, 
23. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then um, I did that and, um, you know, grew that until everything went wreck. And then I, I dabbled, I had a baby and stuff and I wasn't really able to, you know, when you're in cannabis and you're young um, and the doctor it literally was like a seven day a week job. And I was just like, I wanted to get to know my, mm-hmm. my baby. So yeah. Yes. I did some stuff in the, in the tech um, side of things. And then I had another baby and I was like, okay, I need to get a full, 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 full time job again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started growing a big law firm and oh. I really miss, I really miss cannabis and, um, you know, Todd and I had a mutual agreement. And so, uh, I was like, I, I really want to get into, uh, magazine world. Like I just remember people coming to the doctor's office and from the magazines and they were always, you know, it seemed like so much fun. And I have a art degree and I was thinking, okay, like this all mixes together art, you know, cannabis, you know, get to network with yeah. people. Like this sounds, sounds great. So I Googled. Uh, magazine cannabis, uh, Colorado, because that's where I was at at the time, and Dope Magazine popped up. I was like, okay, that's where I'm going to work. Um, and and I, you know, Dave and Christina over at Dope, they, they, we did a, a FaceTime, and we got to know each other, and they flew me out to Seattle, and next thing we know, we're getting acquired by High Times, and that's where wow. I met. That is so but, cool. Look at your story. I just mm-hmm. have to interrupt for a second and say how oh, cool okay. it is that, like, you started in the seventh grade and you manifested it in the seventh grade when you were speaking to all those people, and then look at you now. I feel like you're flourishing. That's so cool to hear your story. Thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and I think that is the big takeaway, I feel, about anything that I do. It's like, I say what I'm going to do. I put it on a vision board. I write it down. I, I'm a manifest manifester, like you said. Like, that's really... What it what manifests your future. So, um, that's, I mean, that's really the key element to anything I feel. So, um, then I, that's how I met Lane and Jonathan over at Top Tree. They were doing all the back end stuff over at High Times. And, um, you know, when we had gotten acquired, they wanted us to have this little powwow. So we all met up in Vegas during MJ Biz. And, um, it was pretty magical. Um, and then we did a lot of, you know, we did a lot of, great things and then um I felt like I wanted to kind of expand myself a little bit more and I had done Snoop Dogg Snooper Bowl back in last February last Super Bowl um and it really kind of you know I got to know a little bit more about Snoop and what he's doing over on Mary Jane and um Lane and Jonathan were already doing a lot of stuff with Snoop at that time so we you know, we're uh, managing, you know, part, just like partnered side by side. But as of like two weeks ago, we just merged our companies together. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, I left HT and started working full time with Top Tree, started working full time with Mary Jane and here we are. That's Heck awesome. Yeah, that is we'll so get into awesome. the details of all that later. Yeah, too. as we go on. But tell us this. So you're not originally from Oklahoma. You're originally from Kansas. What brought you to Oklahoma and how long have you been here? Okay, this is so weird. So my my mom and, and my grandma, they're from Tulsa. Like my, like my grandma oh. is from Tulsa. My grandpa went to OU. They had 10 kids, five girls and five boys. My mom's number seven. Um, but back in like the seventies, my grandma moved half of her family. The rest of them were like adults. So they stayed here in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but she moved them to Littleton. 
Um, and my mom ended up just leaving and married a farmer who's my stepdad out in Kansas, right? Or my parents, mm-hmm. but, or whatever. Wow. So that's how I ended up in Kansas. But um, I had come out here. I had done the, the High Times uh, Cannabis Cup, and um, I met so many amazing people that I was connecting with over the phone, and I just I really wanted to, to meet everybody. And my grandma had passed, and I, I kind of wanted to see her motherland, you know? And um, when I came out, I just, I, I came on vacation hours with my, with my husband and, um, I, I had a great time. I just, there was an energy here and I loved it. And I feel like the state is like so family focused and like having two like little kids and stuff. And we were, I was like, I want to, I, I told him, I was like, I was like, I miss Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great you place know? to like grow up too. So yes. we talked about it, about moving out here and we kind of planned because we have little kids again. So we planned for like a year and then COVID hit and I was all like, school's out. There's no point waiting until school's over. And, right. yeah. you know, we're just spending all this in rent. Yeah. Like, we might as well just move now. And he was like, okay. So we like closed our tattoo business and, and took a leap of faith and moved our family out to Edmond during it pandemic that's cool though yeah, yeah that is really Sounds cool like it doesn't really surprise me with your manifestations and like just going out there and getting it and you get it so yeah and the energy you say you feel in Oklahoma that just makes sense that you ended up here because of course if you didn't feel that energy you wouldn't be here yeah totally exactly. so that's Carrie nice. what would you say um so what do you use cannabis for um specifically would you say and like what's your favorite way to consume it Oh man, I you know I know this gonna sound crazy, but I love topicals. I have a lot of pain. That's um, awesome. You know, um, just you know, obviously, I when I was in Kansas, I was basically like child slave labor on a farm, and so from like the age of six until you know I could get out of the farm, mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of manual labor. So my, I mean, I have a lot of pain in like my lower back and my neck, and yeah. Um, can imagine. Two years ago, I, yeah, I got in a car accident a couple of years ago, which made it even worse. So I have a compressed disc and a herniated disc. And Yikes. so I actually do use a lot of topicals. And I, you know, I love myself a, a THC or a CBD bath, you know. Yeah. And so you're, I, my, that was yeah. So you're not really favorite. much of a smoker. I smoke a lot. So and that's the thing, too. I do smoke a lot of weed, but I think I do smoke weed either. It has to be like for nausea if I feel very nauseous. Uh-huh. I get kind of nauseous in the mornings or whatnot. And mm-hmm. I've always kind of been like that since I could remember. Um, but I do like to smoke recreationally. Like yeah. I really just enjoy smoking weed out of a cool bong. Or, yeah, it's not necessarily know, for like relief. It is re- re- recreational in, in that sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, and that's kind of how I feel about, you know, dabbing. Like I do dabs because I got this cool new rig. Yeah. It's like a whole vibe. (laughs) Like everything, there's so many different directions to go with like using cannabis that when you get into like your little niche, like it just concentrates in dabbing. I feel like (laughs) Saba and I have gotten to that like within the last like few months more than ever than like I didn't even think I would. Yeah. But there's like different little rigs and different, you know, a little Mm turpometer to tell you when it's too hot. like all these other crazy things, but you get interested in all the little knickknack type things, I think. Exactly. So, 
and because I'm a mom, I do a lot. I mean, I do vape a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, shout out to Noble Nectar and I, you know, okay. love their vape part. What you know? topicals um, do you use? Like what brands? There's so many great brands. How, I know. How, how do I hear it down? I mean, obviously I just moved out here from uh, Colorado. So, you know, some of my favorite obviously is like escape artists. They use like a nanotechnology, but I love, you know, Mary James and I love, you know, locally here, like right. Max, uh, his, he has a cream and he has like, um, oh, what's it called? The, mis- the Mr. Max like lotion is really great. Yeah, we've tried it before. It's awesome. Yeah. It works very well. Yeah. Have you tried that stronger balm? That it's like a salve. It's not exactly the lotion. It's like a balm. Mm. I love that one. That he makes too. Have you tried uh, um, Oklahoma medicines? I have. I did. It's so good. Yeah, I love that stuff as well. Um, I love. Uh, have you tried the legal plug? No, the legal plug. No, that's they make a killer topical. Oh, uh, Heather makes that, and um, her, her and her brother um, run that. It's a black-owned business, and cool. they make a beautiful topical. I, I love it. It's cool that you said topicals as your answer. I would not have expected that, but that's one that we actually have not heard yet. And it's cool that I feel like that's not the, I always say this, it's not the sexiest market or product on the market that people want to buy when they think of cannabis. But it's cool that you said that because I feel like it's a different perspective. and. It shows you how you can use exactly. cannabis in different ways. And you don't necessarily just have to chase the high. And I love that you said you're a recreational user because I feel like people feel like bad for saying that, but there's nothing to feel bad about. If you're a rec user, holler it to the world. Let right. everybody know. Like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, there is a time and a place for everything. Totally. You know? Yes. So, as long as you do everything in moderation, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like, I mean, I, I don't drink alcohol. I, you know, and I haven't for years. I mean, when I, I mean, I think that's another thing that, you know, got me really into the cannabis space because I, I did drink when I was younger and it was, I mean, I was, I feel like I was doing it because, you know, everybody else was doing it. But then I realized that I was like, you know, using it for like, it was making my anxiety and depression worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just like, you know, it's really, I mean, cannabis, save my life and you know if I could save other people's lives it's like waking up every morning and get to I get to help people like mm-hmm. find a cannabis brand or a CBD brand yes. or yeah. a cool a cool rig you mm-hmm. know yeah you so, thrive like, off of that yeah it's just, it's amazing I know so. that feeling Okay, so I want to take a second to talk about what we've been smoking throughout these last couple of episodes Brand, this joint's for you. Okay, we've been smoking on the 12-pack Joy Low Mini Joints. This 0.25-gram joint, it's the perfect mid-episode pick-me-up, I think. I agree, Brand. They also provide us with a nice, quick, and convenient way to smoke on the go, too. We've been enjoying the Broken Cookies and GG4. Yes, we have. Now, as we pass this joint back to you guys, let's get back to the episode. So we know that everyone medicates different. Um, we want to know what your cannabis routine is from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. You know, it, it really changes day to day, to That's be okay. honest with you. Because sometimes I go, like sometimes I'll have like little detoxes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I might just 
wait until, I mean, I might want to smoke really, really bad all day long, but I'll wait until the very end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a, like a treat to yes. myself. Yes. Yes. You know? I can agree with that uh, sometimes too. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, if I wake up in a mood or if I'm really in pain, like this last like couple of days, I was like, like, my back hurts so bad. Maybe it's the weather, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm yeah. Yeah. Tropicals and, um, if I can't get, you know, if I haven't been resting well, like maybe I'll, um, you know, douse my feet in uh, CBD lotion and put some socks on and then I'll wake up and maybe take a, a CBD oil pill and, and go to and have a great night's rest. Or yes. maybe, you know, I'll use my, I'll get a, I work on the computer a lot. So I'll, I might get a, I mean, these are real things that happen to me. Like I'll get a migraine and I'll use the uplift nozzle pouch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was actually shocked. I think like, I had a headache and I was like, oh, you know, CBD is great for my headaches or whatever. But, you know, I got this little box in the mail and I'm going to check it out. And I tried one. 30 minutes later, my migraine went away. Oh, wow. It would have been a debilitating one. Like one where it's like, you have to wait until the next day for it to go away. Yeah. And I was shocked that it it, it disappeared. Wow. So it's like, I'm like this huge, like, Navapash believer now. It's like the craziest thing. I I believe it. There's so many different ways that Brandon and I haven't even tapped into, like, consuming and, you know, different brands. I feel like there's, and I feel like a lot of brands, there's so many brands out there that it it's hard to keep up with all the ones that are good and doing all the cool things that you need for like specific relief at an immediate yeah, time. Totally. Yeah. No, there are. And there's, I mean, this is such a baby market, right? Yes. Um, even though it's like been around a quote a long time, it, it hasn't. So, I mean, there's so many people coming into this space that have different backgrounds and they're bringing their expertise to cannabis and it's amazing to see you know um yeah I like that way I like the way you said that bringing their expertise to cannabis because it's such a evolving industry to be in and there's a lot of people who have never been in the cannabis industry you know who do maybe they did wear suits and stuff to work before and this is like what they're pouring like all their expertise into now yeah. Yeah. So Carrie, we, we creeped your IG a little bit to get a little insight on you and your life and just based on f- like what we saw and you seem like very adventurous and down to earth. How, how would you say that cannabis has played a role in your life and adventures that you like to go on? You know, well, I mean, I really don't visit many, um, non-legal states. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. <laughs> Um, we went to, I mean, I would say like New Orleans was probably, but we went to like, a um, MJ biz and there, uh, you could, I mean, you could still find somebody on the corner and, and get a dime bag for 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I really feel like it just makes me a better person and just like, I love, you know, the experience, I mean, living in the moment, you know, I think we all get kind of, I mean, in cannabis, we're working 24 seven, you know, and yes, I that's true. Take, yeah, you know, that time to just, this is why I'm doing it is for these moments, like being able to, you know, go to the science museum with my kids or going to New Orleans for my birthday with my husband and just like that those small experiences, even if they're kind of, you know, we went to MJ Vis for my birthday, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like part of work, but we partially got to hang out with each other, but it's like, it was fine because we got to hang out with a bunch of like-minded people. Yes. You know? and, yes. 
that's value. That adds to so much value. I feel like. It does. You never know who you're going to meet. Like, right. And you know, that's how you make the connection. I mean, I've, I've met, I mean, the craziest people, you know, I, I never would have thought I'd be talking to X, Y, I mean, my daughter's FaceTiming with Paul Wall, like, <laughs> that's so that's crazy. Like, she's five. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So um, let's flip the script a little bit. Obviously, with the trolling, we saw that you were the VP of client relations for a lot of dope brands, one of which, which is Snoop Dogg. Tell us about um, what you do, what your job title is, and how you ended up in your position. Um, yeah. So, I, like I said, I did that Snooper Bowl with Snoop. Um, and then Jonathan and Lane had been doing a lot of work over at Mary Jane and helping growing that platform over the years as well. Um, so I was already the, the VP of client relations over at Top Tree, and um, basically my my uh, title just transferred over um, when I started work, when we started doing a lot of work with Mary Jane, and they wanted uh, all of us like full time on their team. Um, but so over there, I mean, we basically get to share resources, which is great. So you're not having to talk to Top Tree separately, you're not having to talk to you know separately. You mm-hmm. could do it together. So, I mean, the thing is we have so many resources and there's not that many places to market when you're in cannabis or CBD or hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Jane has really been, you know, a place for, you know, not only Snoop, but his partners like, you know, Martha Stewart and, you know, Seth Rogen and Miley Cyrus. And we do a lot of stuff with, you know, Noah Cyrus, her little sister and uh, little Wayne with Khalifa. And uh, we brought Master P in during, um, you know, the summer and, you know, Paul Wall. You know, not necessarily are they promoting cannabis um, on their pages, but they're still advocates. So they are able to do that on Mary Jane, which is really nice. You know, uh, it's a safe space for marketing for people, I feel like, and like getting more awareness and education, which is like, yeah, like you just said, there's not a space for it really without it being monitored. Yeah. So they are allowed to be cannabis advocates um, through Snoop which is, which is great. And, you know, I would say, I mean, he really is a person who talks to the masses. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are, what you are, how old you are. I mean, he talks to everybody. So, and he's been an, a cannabis advocate before it was quote cool or quote legal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is really his way of like, you know, giving back to the community and, you know, creating a platform, where it's like you're not having to spend $20,000 on an Instagram post, you know, you can do something reasonable um, on Mary Jane, you know, so, Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many, like, there's so many, we know we're making custom viral content, I mean, we're working with, you know, leaders that are working directly with, you know, big name brands like General Mills and um, Instagram, and um, it's just, it's, we do a lot outside of cannabis. You know, we, we started in the music industry. Um, so with music and cannabis are, are very closely related. Um, so it was just kind of a, a perfect match. That's awesome. That so awesome. being a woman then, and I guess you could say, you know, sometimes we feel like it is a male dominated industry in certain ways. It's, it's empowering yeah. itself to be a woman in this industry. But what would you say has been the most rewarding thing in cannabis, but also like playing such an important role in, in some leading cannabis companies that you work with? 
You know, I, I'm going to have to be super honest. Um, you know, that's one of the big reasons why I love working over at Top Tree Mary Jane is because uh, we're all minorities over here. Love that. And you know, whether you're a woman, a woman or Jewish or black or Asian or, you know, uh, everybody is, is different over here. It's not just a bunch of men. And there's a ton of women over here as well, too. And the men of this uh, organization know the power that women have and you know i i love i love me a man that respects a woman and knows the the hard thing you know the things that we do the hard work we put in and i you know maybe i mean i just feel like there definitely needs to be more men out there like that yes absolutely (laughs) always i i got really lucky um you know meeting jonathan and lane and them always i mean they also come from, uh, Jonathan comes from the dental world and he grew, uh, you know, he's the one that started all the, the grill movement with Paul and stuff out in Houston and they wow. started those, uh, dental practices that did all the grill fittings and, and whatnot. So, um, in the dental world is mostly women assistants, women admin, the, the only males in there are really like the doctors right. or whatever. So he was already used to working with women that are very strong and know what they're doing. And um, so I feel like that kind of carried over to um, this space. And, um, you know, Lane was, uh, you know, doing all the stuff for uh, Paul Wall. Then he started working for Macklemore and he moved out to Seattle. And, um, you know, they were going to start their own magazine with, with Top Tree and you know, Jonathan ended up going over to Seattle and, um, you know, a lot of these, uh, these, we were talking, they were talking to a lot of brands and the brands wanted them, their help on, uh, marketing and, and, you know, creative work. And that's kind of how we got started, um, was when Lane was over there working in Seattle with Macklemore. That's so cool. How just like everything, everyone has a background or expertise of something random that they get to bring into the world that we're all in now with cannabis. It's really cool. Um, So I asked you earlier what you thought was something really cool in the Oklahoma market, but what do you see a lack in as a patient, as somebody who works in the Oklahoma market? What's something that you think the Oklahoma market really needs or needs to push? You know, I'm so new and I think, Oklahoma is doing so many amazing things, you know, honestly, coming from Colorado to here. I mean, they make, Oklahoma is just so different. They, they want you to be successful. They're not putting 50 bazillion hurdles in front of you. So I think on that aspect, it's great. Um, you know, I really don't have anything bad to say. That's okay. That's okay. It's just different than the Colorado market. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts on it. I mean, I feel that, I mean, this probably should be a med and rec market, to be completely honest yeah. with you. I mm-hmm. mean, some people would disagree, but I mean, I'm seeing a lot of recreational, you know, parties and gatherings and stuff, even though everybody's like, it's very med only. It's like, you guys are definitely using it on a rec side, so why not have that rec side available for the people who 
don't necessarily want to, you know, get a med card or. Absolutely. Yeah. I I do agree with that. I feel like it'll be wreck here sooner than later too, but I do feel like it does have a wreck feel sometimes in our market, which isn't a bad thing. Like I'm happy to focus on the medicinal and educate people and all that. But like everyone, I mean, cannabis is something fun too. It's not Mm. so serious to where, you know, you you only can use it medicinally, but yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, I've heard some people like, well, I got pulled over and I had my dad bring in my cup holder and the cop asked me for my med card. Like it, I mean, that I feel is inappropriate. I, yeah. That's a good example. That is a really good example. You know? So, I mean, yeah. if it's a wreck, the cop wouldn't even ask. I mean, obviously you don't want to like drink and drive. Yeah. Or, right. Of course. You know, of course. You know, um, but the fact that the cop has to ask, can I see your med card? Like that person should be protected at all times. It doesn't, it just shouldn't be about, do you have your med card? And did you pay your, yes. your $150 to the, to the state? Yeah. You know, I you could that. be paying in taxes with a, with a wreck, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, that's my only, I mean, if I had to like, boil it down I would say that's the only thing I think that's a great that's a great thing that was a really good answer yeah Yeah. that was it was just a different perspective because obviously you come from a rec state where it's already like that and I would have never thought of it in the way mannerism that you just put it in so it's just different perspectives that I love because we've not heard that yet so if you had um, a piece of advice to give to somebody who's wanting to get into the industry what would you say to them you know do your research and find out what you're passionate about. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to get in the cannabis space. Okay, um, what part of the can? I don't know. It's like um, maybe do some tours and you know connect with your favorite brand. You know and um, see if you could get any kind of uh, like you know tour. You know or you know, see if that's really you know the the culture that you want to be a part of because I feel like every brand has a different culture behind it or a different mission statement. So, you know, definitely align with brands um, that align with your same mission as well. Or if you're wanting to start your own mission, like um, I I would say that that's a question that comes up a lot. And I feel like, you know, those are the things you need to dissect internally to find out what you really want to do in this space. Absolutely. That's a really good way to put it because I, I got, I was lucky to get into a space. I had already worked retail, so I'm a dispensary manager. And so the space is very familiar to me. Do I love retail? Not necessarily because the hours, you know, all the things that come with retail, but being in a cannabis space itself makes me feel very safe. And I'm very safe in the retail space that I'm in because it's familiar. And then obviously cannabis is familiar, but for people, sometimes when people ask me how, you know, where to get in the industry, how do they start? I'm all, that's my first thing is I'm like, well, who are you and what do you want to do? Like dive into yourself before you just throw yourself in because it's very easy to get into a part of the market and then end up really hating working in the cannabis industry. Whereas when you start with something that you think you want to do or something that you think you like, there's so many spaces for so many different kinds of people in this industry. It's just getting yourself in that right space. But I actually have met a couple of people who started in the cannabis industry and now no longer want to be a part of it and actually stopped consuming for a little bit because it's almost like they had PTSD from the industry. Oh, that's sad. I know. It's very sad because it's such a cool space to be in, but I just feel like not everyone is meant 
to be in the space that they start in. So I think what, to your point, it's very true. You have to sit down and really dissect what you want as a person in a job before you just take any old job that comes your way in this industry. Yeah, no, I know. And this, this space isn't for everyone. I mean, you do sacrifice a lot. I mean, I know I sacrifice, you know, time with my kids and, um, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice. I mean, I work 24 seven. I mean, yeah. even though, you know, it doesn't say anywhere on paper, that's what's going on. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what happens in this industry, you know, and it's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. And I've talked to, you know, so many people that come from other industries and they're like, this is the hardest job I've ever had. And these people are like, you know, 60, 70 years, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, this, no, yeah. You know, this, I feel that. like, this is the hardest job I've ever had. I never thought I would have, it. you know, you know, it's just, it does take a lot out of you and it isn't for everybody. And I, and I get that. I think right. it does take a certain breed for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Like-minded breed. <laughs> so flipping, <laughs> just to flip the script a little bit, would you say joints or blunts, Carrie, if you had to choose? Say that again. I'm sorry. Would you choose joints or blunts whenever you smoke? If you had to choose, what kind of girl are you in that area? I like joints. Drink girl. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. The cleanest way. Yes. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners before we hop off? You know, keep following these amazing women that they're doing great things in the industry. Um, You know, keep pressing forward, keep doing what you're doing. I, I, we love what you're doing over, you know, over here at top tree and Mary Jean. We love what the, the cannabis hangout is doing. So, you know, thank you so much for, for everything you're doing and being pioneers in, in this space. Thank you so much, Carrie, you, for those Carrie. kind words. We totally appreciate them. And we're so happy that we just had the opportunity to speak with you and kind of pick your brain a little bit and hear you share some of your cannabis journey and whatnot. So thank you so much for being here again. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thanks for listening to it. You know, for me, it's just my life, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I love it. That might change some of world. You never know. Right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well guys, stay, stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, um, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.